Welcome back to day two of this awesome five-day building your business workshop series. Today, we're going to be diving into the framing phase of your business. So this is the phase where you've got the groundwork, you've got the concrete, you are going to be building your business on a solid foundation. And so the next phase in this building process is now we are going to frame our business. And what that means is we are going to be covering the legalities. We're going to be covering you pricing yourself, the different business models. You're going to decide how to frame your business on that solid groundwork. Okay. So I'm going to start this episode off by saying that um, I am not a financial representative in any way. I am not giving you um, legal tax information and that I'm simply sharing my own my own advice to you. I'm sharing with you a little bit about what I do in my business, how I would have started my business. And so please make sure that you take everything that I talk about today and and present it to your accountant, to a CPA, to a lawyer, to a tax representative um, to get your exact plan of action. But I am going to walk you through some of the more basic information. So consider today's episode um, of everything I wish I would have known on day one of starting a business. Now, for those of you that have heard my story before, you you, you know that I kind of stumbled into this thing. It was um, a kind of like a newfound passion. And then before I knew it, I was drowning in clients, which of course seems like such a great scenario to have, but really it forced me to make a lot of mistakes. Um, It made me hold on to a lot of insecurities for a lot longer, and I don't want you to do that. My goal of this podcast, of any of my programs, is to get you to your goal quicker than you can do it on your own, okay? So I'm saving you the years it took me to get things right so that you can get it right starting right now today, okay? So first thing I want to cover is you need to be running your business, even if it's a side hustle, as legal from day one. You need to be legal from day one. And for some reason, this scares everybody. This isn't a scary thing. Now, maybe you grew up and your parents were telling you, like, you should be scared of the IRS. They're they're bad guys that come and take things away from you, and um, you should be fearful. And in order to make more money, the government's going to come take more of your money. And so, listen, I've heard it all. I've believed it all. And I'm here to tell you that once you really get the hang of it and you truly are committed to running your business, the legal stuff is so easy. The tax stuff is so simple. And I want you to, again, I want you to do it right from day one because when you do it right, you will save yourself money in the long run. You will allow yourself to increase the profits. So what I want you to do is every photographer under the sound of my voice right now, I want you to ask yourself, am I running my business legally? And if you have, if you can tell me without a shadow of a doubt, that's you. Yes, you are. You're, you're happy to do it right. Then I want to give you a pat on the back. And for those of you that kind of have that sinking feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm not, am I going to get in trouble or, oh, I really don't want to. 
it's usually because you are not fully committed to your business. It's not even the fear of anything else. It's the fact that you're not committed enough to yourself. You don't believe in yourself enough. Maybe you have some imposter syndrome. Maybe you really are brand new and you're so overwhelmed and you're so confused that you know even trying to set yourself up legally seems like a daunting task. I want you to just sit with me right here. This is step one. Let's get legal. Okay, when I first started my business and I really started taking action steps toward getting legal, it looked different for me then than what it does now. Okay, not everybody has to become an LLC unless your tax accountant or tax preparer tells you that you need to be. Okay, when I first started for the first couple of years, I got by with just claiming it on my taxes and I was called a sole proprietor. I hate that word. I can't even say it. It's very hard. Okay. Um, you know, you think maybe if they would make words easier to understand for us regular everyday people, we might not be so afraid to do it. But, um, so all that means is that you right now in your business, even if you're brand new day one, okay, all you have to do is you have to come up with a system to where you are going to track your income and you are going to track your expenses. So what does that mean? That means every session that you get in your business, you are tracking it somewhere. This could be a spreadsheet. This could be a Google Doc. This could be a physical pen and paper. I don't know what that looks like for you, but you need to have some documentation of the money coming in and then the money going out that is um, directly related to your business. So these would be your business expenses. This is why when I'm going to teach you pricing here in just a little bit, this is why um, I tell you that you need to know what your business expenses are because it costs money to run a business. All right. That's just the way that it goes. In order to make money, you do have to spend a little bit, a little bit of money at some point. Okay. So that's all you're going to do. And then at the end of the year, when it comes time for tax time, you're going to hand your stuff off to a CPA or you're going to input all of that information into um, some type of an online tax preparer system, whatever you guys are using. And then you're going to submit that to the government. Sometimes you're going to have to pay in. And again, just a way of life. Okay. But You'll know if you're tracking this on a month-to-month -month basis. You will already know if you have to pay in or not, okay? And this, again, this is something your CPA, accountant, whoever is running your stuff for you can help you with this, but I just want to give you the basics today, okay? So what you're going to do is at the end of every month, okay? So uh, at the time of recording this, you're going to be hearing this actually in August. So right now, it's the beginning of August, you are going to track all of the income that comes into your business. So for some of you, this is solely going to be all of the sessions that you have, what they paid you, and then you're also going to track all of the expenses you had to pay. So maybe you have a creative cloud membership. Maybe you pay for um, a monthly website hosting fee. Maybe you pay for your gallery um, hosting delivery site, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Anything that's directly tied to your business, okay? And then what you're going to do is you're going to take the income total for August, subtract it from all the money that went out that was directly related to your business. You're gonna look at what's left. That is called your profit. That is your net income, okay? From that number, you're gonna see what's left over. 
If you're in the negative, you had too many expenses and you have nothing to set aside for taxes, so nothing to be worried about. If there is a number left over there after your expenses, and I really hope that there is, then what you're going to do from there is you're going to take 30% um, or, okay, let me back up. You're going to ask your CPA or your accountant whether you need to be saving 20 25% or 30% or some of you like to just do 50 to be really, really safe. I don't care, but you're going to ask and you're going to figure out what that percentage is. And you're going to take the total that was left over in the month. You're going to multiply it by um, whatever percentage they tell you. That is the money you're going to set aside for taxes. I have a separate tax savings account where I move money every single month in there so that I don't have to worry about being hit with a big bill when it comes tax time, okay? The government's not going to say, Brooke, you owe me $15,000. I'm going to be like, nope, I track this on a month-to-month basis and I'm prepared, okay? And then after you set aside money for taxes, then you can delegate what's left. Does all of that go into your pocket? Do you want to use some of a portion of that for your paycheck, a portion of that uh, to go into your business account to sit there? Do you want a portion of that to, um, to go toward education, a client closet? Uh, you decide because it's your money that's left over, okay? I also should have mentioned that you need to make sure that you have a separate checking account for your business. Some of your banks will let you have a regular checking that is solely for your photography business. And some of you will have banks where they require you to open up a business checking account. Either way, please follow your bank's guidelines and please do your very best to keep everything separate, okay? Your accountants and your bookkeepers will thank you and you will thank yourself when you're able to keep everything organized, okay? I feel like I've been talking a lot in the first 10 minutes here, but I, I, want, I want to baby step and hold your hand here because these are the big things that seem so scary that honestly, you guys could be making a lot more money if you would just do this correctly the first time, okay? So number one, we're still talking about just getting legal. That's all we're doing, okay? So you are going to commit to tracking your income and your expenses and you're going to commit to having that separate bank account, there's nothing scary about that, guys. Nothing scary about that. You're saying, hey, I have a business. I'm expecting money to come in. I'm expecting money to go out. I'm running a business. I'm CEO, right? Okay, once we're there in that mindset, then you know at the end of the year, you're gonna turn in all that information at tax time. That's it, that's step one. Awesome. Step two, let's talk about the fun stuff, which is getting paid. All right, so what I want to talk about here is the first thing before I even before we even talk about pricing, we're going to talk about getting paid. So you heard me just a few minutes ago talk about how the leftover money after you take that portion, that percentage for taxes and you set it aside, there still should be something left over. And then it's your decision whether or not that goes all to you as a paycheck or you're going to divvy it up into different categories, okay? Now, please pay yourself, okay? Please pay yourself. Even if you're paying yourself $100 a month in side income, that's fine, but pay yourself something. This is something that I waited way too long to do because when I first started my business, we, um, I was planning a wedding. 
And so I was like, oh no, everything that's left over is going toward my wedding, right? And that was great. And I'm so glad that I was able to do that. But at the same time, it took me years to really get used to giving Brooke Jefferson a paycheck, okay? And I'm the owner of the business. And this is something that a lot of business owners struggle with. So I want you to cut yourself a paycheck even if it's only $100 a month, okay? Okay, so about getting paid. So here's the thing. Again, once you get past step one, you're committed to running a legal business. And part of running a legal business is that you're going to have to go through payment processors. So I'm talking about PayPal, Stripe, Square. Um, There's so many others, okay? So many others out there. This is, but here's the thing, they all have to, they all take fees, right? Because their businesses too, their business is that they're providing you a service to get paid in an easy and convenient way, okay? That's outside of a cash or check. So because of that, they're going to get a cut from you using their service that they're providing to you. So we can't cut corners anymore, guys. We are legal business owners. We are trying to scale our businesses. And nobody feels good about dishonest money or cutting corners or cheating. None of that, okay? And so I want you to commit that you are going to use payment processors. And guess what? They're going to come with fees. I think the highest fee I've seen so far on any one of those was 3.5% or something like that, okay? Um, And also at the time of this recording, PayPal will have undergone um, an increase of their credit card transaction fees. And so please look into that if you haven't looked into that already. But here's the deal. We're business owners and we already know that those payment processing fees are there. And so the cool thing about that is that A, those count as an expense at the end of the year. They count as a write-off, Okay, so um, I'm not going to get too deep into that, but I just want you to know that A, the government knows that, and so you're going to get to use that as a write-off toward your income. The other cool thing about that is that we can be ahead of the game, and we can calculate a little bit of extra money in each package we have to make sure that we're still profiting exactly what we need to profit month after month after month. That's the best part of it all. And that's why they give you warnings when they're going to increase it so that you have time to make pricing changes on your end, okay? So with that being said, please do not use any more personal payment apps or processors to take money from your clients because there's two reasons here. Number one, obviously you're cutting a corner. That's not, that's not honest. And that's not really how you're supposed to run your business. And number two, um, you're actually putting your client's money in danger because it's on a personal app. And you would do a lot better if you would keep it over on the business, right? And it's just professional. If you want people to be paying you hundreds of dollars per photography session and then turning around for some of you and buying prints and products... And you're going to turn around and cut a corner and use some cheap personal app. Like, I, it's no surprising that those people don't trust you, right? So you, legal payment processors all the way, all right? Okay, whew, whew, that's a lot, right? Now, here's the thing. I get asked this question a lot. It's still okay to take cash. It's still okay to take checks, cashier's checks. 
anything outside of online payments, but our world and a lot of you operate your business solely online. And I think that's perfectly fine. For some of us, we live in cow towns, itty bitty cow towns, where the farmers are going to hand you a check. Okay. And, and so I know all of these things, but I just want you to be very aware that when you are doing business transactions online, you're going to have fees involved. And that's just kind of how it goes. Okay. All right. The next thing, since we talked about getting paid, there's two things I want to cover going into the the whole framing phase here before we close out for day two, okay? So I want to talk about pricing factors, things you need to start considering as you're pricing yourself. And number two, I want to go over business models. And so I listed those backwards because I'm actually going to dive into business models first. So a lot of people don't realize this, and this is really shocking for me actually, but there are several different business models in photography that you can choose from, okay? Um, The most popular two, and I'm just going to tell you in the terminology that you might have heard it, is shoot and burn, which also stands for all-inclusive, and I'll talk about that in a minute, and number two, IPS, in-person sales. So those two right there are probably the most popular. And for some of you, you probably think those are your only options, but I'm here to tell you that they're not. There is a third option, a third category called a hybrid model where you can be all-inclusive on the front end and still upsell prints and products and find creative ways to still bring in other streams of revenue into your business. So I'm just going to briefly cover these And then I want you to know that I go in depth through all of this stuff inside of um, my blueprint program. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I want you to understand these three main umbrellas of a business model. And then you go pick one and get in it. Okay. Number one is the all-inclusive or the AKA shoot and burn method. This used to get a really bad rap. And I really don't know why. Because... There used to be a generation of photographers before digitals were really even a thing, um, which I guess they were always a thing. But um, anyway, all that being said, it used to be that like IPS was the way to go. It's the way that all of the galleries used to run. It's the way that JCPenney's and Walmart and all those Sears, all those places were. You would pay for a a sitting fee and then you would... um, And then you would look at all of the images that were taken. You'd select the ones you want. They'd run their retouching. And then you would order your prints and products and pick packages. Okay? So that is what used to be the thing all the time. And then we kind of got into this new thing where a lot of photographers were saying, hey, if you hire me for this price, I'm also going to turn around and I'm going to give you all of these digitals and you can have this print release and go print your images anywhere that you want to. So these are two completely different um, ends of a spectrum. But the cool thing is that you can actually mix the two together and have a business where you do have options to upsell the prints and the products and have collections outside of just your all-inclusive digital option. And here's the misconception too. I guess a lot of people think that if you shoot and burn, a lot of these photographers were falling in the cheap category, right? Like giving a bunch of images for really cheap and it really wasn't a profitable standpoint. And I can totally see that. I think a lot of us struggle with that. But then you've got this other realm 
where we call them the expensive photographers if they're doing IPS, where they're making hundreds and thousands of dollars per client, right? And here's the deal. You can marry the two together and it can be awesome. And you can, I mean, like you're, Your income is not limited to what you provide. And also, you don't have to be a cheap photographer if you do go with an all-inclusive route. I will actually tell you that my personal opinion, and I know several other photographers that would completely stand in agreement with me, is that because we live in a society where everybody is like, give it to me right now, gimme, gimme, instantaneous, right now society, right? That people can actually pay you more for the cost of convenience and you know to get things quicker and that's where the digital comes in. So I actually think that no matter what business model you choose, I don't think that your income is limited to what you are doing. Um, and this is going to be different for everybody, okay? Um, and so let's talk about some pricing factors, things you need to think about when you are pricing yourself, okay? Number one, it's your location. Your location does matter, okay? Because If you are in Seattle, Washington versus someone that is in Cowtown, Oklahoma versus somebody in Atlanta, Georgia, you're in three different, completely different areas of the United States, okay? You are also in three different economic um, or economies. Let's, Let's go with that. Three different economies, three different means of living, okay, and three different populations, okay? So to tell me that location doesn't matter would literally be ignorant because yes, it does. It absolutely matters. And some of you are finding yourself in a place where you've either overpriced yourself and now you're out of your market or you are so underpriced that you can't get in the market, right? People don't trust you because they think you're too cheap. Um, These are real, real things. Number two, the second factor that you need to be thinking about is definitely your experience. Guys, your experience and your editing style, 100%, like this is called perceived value, okay? And so it does matter. But this doesn't mean that somebody that's, you know, two months into their photography business needs to be charging $100. Nope, absolutely not. That is not what I'm saying. Okay, but I do want you to know that in order to get to that $500, $800 mark that you want to, you also have to have the quality of work. You have to have the experience to get to that point as well, or you are going to struggle your way there. Nobody jumped into this industry and immediately climbed their way to the top overnight. If they did, then they're either lying (laughs) or they are that 1% miracle that typically the 99% of us never see, okay? If you think that that I jumped into this industry charging what I charge now, you've lost your mind. I did not. In fact, a lot of you know I started as a $50 photographer, zero confidence, had no idea what I was doing, and I finally invested in myself and in my business and in my education, and amazing things happened because of it. Okay. All right. Um, There are so many other pricing factors that I would love to get into, but I'd be here all day. So I just want you to take those important ones into consideration and the business model that you choose. And then I want to give you one more piece of pricing advice before we end day two. And that is stop overwhelming your people. Okay. Yesterday I talked about niche. If you're a photographer and I go to your website and you literally give me 24 session options and you literally do everything, newborn, cake smash, engagement, wedding, elopement, senior, family, 
couples, you name it, if you offer it and you're the Jill of all trades, that already is going to stop you from getting booked and so is the fact that you have 24 session options, okay? So when you're pricing yourself, and I have so many other pricing episodes, that's why I'm not gonna go totally in depth here either, but for those of you that um, that want to know more, we'll try to link those in the show notes. And if I don't get to it, um, I promise I will just like remind me in the in the Facebook group. But for your pricing factors, don't be overwhelming your people. Point blank, end of story. Okay, um, I recommend that once you identify that niche, you declare it. You're like, this is what I want to be the go-to in. I'll, I'll worry about expanding later. I'll worry about serving everybody else later. But this is what I'm going to be the go-to in then I want you to have two to three package options. It's okay to have one. It's okay to have two. It's okay to have three. But no more than that when you're starting out because it's going to get confusing. And then it's going to be harder for you to really track, hey, which of my packages are actually converting? Okay. How many of you have ever stopped and actually looked at what's my number one package seller? What's the number one reason I think people pick this one rather than this one? Do I have a package that is, that's no longer serving me anymore? Do my prices even make sense, right? You need to be looking at this stuff. And if you're not, um, you're really going to love the rest of <laughs> the workshop series because we're going to talk about a lot of this tracking stuff. But okay, let's recap what we talked about today. Today, we talked about phase two, which is framing. We have a solid foundation from day one. Now we're starting to really get the framing of what we're about to build, okay? Um, So we talked about getting legal, all right? You're either going to be a sole proprietor or you're going to register your business as an LLC. Please go back to your tax preparer, lawyer, accountant, ask them what they prefer you to do. We also talked about really committing to being legal and tracking the income and the expenses and what's left over. And then we talked about legal payment processors and calculating those fees into your into your pricing. We talked about the three different business model umbrellas that you can find yourself under. I, uh, I will let you guys know that I fall under the hybrid model where I, I do a little bit of the IPS and a little bit of the all-inclusive and I intertwine the two together. Um, I would probably say that my business or my business model is about 70-30, so 70% all-inclusive, 30% pushing like the the collections, the prints, and the products, okay? Um, And then we talked about some pricing factors to consider. Now, to go deeper into this, all right, to go deeper, I want you to revisit some of these episodes Um, Or if you've never gone through my pricing for profit formula, I have a, um, I have a calculator and I also have a, um, oh my goodness, like a workbook and training that you can download for free on my website. (coughs) Sorry guys, I will try to link that for you guys. Um, So go through that if you've never been through that before, or if you're like, I'm hearing this in a new way for the first time, go through it again. Okay, download it, brookjefferson.com slash resources. It should be right there. If you don't see it, we'll link it. 
But that's what I want you to do. And then tomorrow, come back and see me because we are going to be diving into the third phase, which is the building phase. And this is going to be a lot of heavy stuff tomorrow, but this is where it starts coming together. We start putting in the spice and really like getting it, getting it together. Um, And I think you're really going to enjoy it as well. So I will catch you guys tomorrow for day three. And again, if you need the workbook to hold yourself accountable and actually do the homework, go to brookjefferson.com slash business, grab your workbook and follow along with us all week long. I'll see you guys tomorrow.